0: Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club.
1: My name is Luke. My name is Dan.
0: Today we're finishing Oathbringer. Huge accomplishment,
1: by the way. Monumental um, accomplishment. Looking forward to my prize in the mail. So
0: now we're actually, now we're actually at a point in Stormlight where Dan and I have the same amount of knowledge.
1: So it's theory time, baby. Because this episode is gonna be theory central.
0: Big theories. Uh we're all excited about it. Pretty, pretty hyped to see what you come up with. Um and because of that, no warm-up Mm-mm. today.
1: We got a lot to cover.
0: We're gonna we're gonna just it's a big it's the it's the classic Sanderson ending of a book, so there's a lot to cover. Um where do you want to start? Because I have I honestly don't have a like chron again chronological
1: system here okay yeah i've got i've got a few that are kind, somewhat chronological i've got a lot for the end i've got a lot for this whole story that we've read so far but i first i do want to start okay. with something that kind of annoys me a little bit okay um so we went to we had a lot of time in Shadesmar recently and i was thinking a lot about it and they call it the differentiate between the physical world and the cognitive, like, realm. Mm-hmm. I think that is kind of a bad distinction. Like, I, when I'm thinking of the cognitive realm, I I want to see, like, like Neo in the Matrix is what I'm envisioning. Where it's just, like, numbers and digits passing by your face. And it's, like, totally abstract. Okay. You can't even grasp what's going on a lot of the time. It's just, like... Weird shapes and colors that are passing by you. Instead, apparently the cognitive realm is just the physical realm, but with a bunch of black beads everywhere. Because you can walk on stuff, there's like ships and fire, and all kinds of just normal physical realm stuff. But the spren look a little bit different. What the hell?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay. I feel like... Okay, let's, let's pretend that we're, like, approaching this situation as if this was, like, a, a world feature that was there and we were trying to describe it, right? Uh-huh. Because that's kind of what's
1: happening. Right. What's your alternative? The shadow realm. It's where they go in Yu-Gi-Oh! when you banish Ooh. somebody. It's the shadow realm. Okay, okay. Because
0: cognitive realm... I I feel like it should just be something about, like, the inverse.
1: Because, like, everything is reversed. Right. Exactly. The shadow realm. Like, it's right fucking there. (laughs) And they went with cognitive realm. Like, if I'm in the cognitive realm, I want to see somebody try and divide by zero and explode or something. Like, I want things to be Mm. wild there. I want things to be wild. I want you to be able to manifest like a like a cheesecake like just think about a cheesecake and you have one but instead it's like you got to find the right bead and then and that's the same thing in the physical realm you have to go get the sugar and you gotta get the cheese and you gotta (laughs) bake it like it's the same thing i'm sick of it it's stupid okay okay yes i agree
0: actually with you here which i'm surprised by because i was i was gonna
1: push back there's like money that works in like the same way it's just like opposite it's just inverse loopy land it's not cognitive there's nothing that's like especially abstract or cognitive about this freaking place okay
0: right is it like not more so than
1: this physical no there's like trade routes i don't even know why we're calling it physical it's stupid. It's it's a shadow realm. I think the thing is, is okay. shadow realm was already taken by Yu Gi Oh, so Brandon couldn't call this the shadow mm. realm, right? And so he's like, well, all right, cognitive realm, whatever, good enough. <laughs> That's
0: probably it. That's probably it. <laughs> I think so. I, I yeah no, I'm 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 with you here. I don't like that. The, we haven't even talked about spiritual realm. Well, the thing I, mean, I feel like like conceptual wise i don't i don't know if there's like enough of a distinction between spiritual and cognitive to like i don't know justify two different planes of
1: existence you know what it feels like it is luke it feels like it's just a big battery a big
0: battery i don't i don't you're gonna have to give me more okay so here's what happens
1: the perpendicularity that dalinar creates honors purple per per fuck (laughs) <laughs> honors perpulicfa. I can't do it. I No. <laughs> you
0: better leave this in, by the way. Perpendicularity.
1: Yeah, that. That Dalinar creates. It recharges all the Stormlight because it connects all three realms. Stormlight doesn't make it into the cognitive realm very often. Uh-huh. So Stormlight has got to come from the spiritual realm. Okay, I see what you mean. And... It's the energy of all the dead things. The energy of all the dead things is what builds up the spiritual realms battery. Here's why I know that. So there is this theology within the Vorin church that's like, yeah, there's three realms. They knew about <laughs> the three realms, which first off is kind of wild. Okay. They were like, yeah, there's three yes. realms. Your body, it stays here when you die. Your mind, your mind goes to the cognitive realm and then your spirit goes to the spiritual realm and it says your mind goes to the cognitive realm like the tranquiline halls or whatever what they say your mind does to go fight but like what other parts of a person are there if it's like oh yeah your consciousness and your mind go to the cognitive realm your body stays here and we like turn into a statue or some cool shit and then your spirit though oh you know your spirit That thing that everybody engages with super often that's like totally a real thing. That goes to the spirit realm.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I so I I didn't you're maybe more versed in in Voran theology than me. Mm -hmm. I didn't consider that the tranquilin halls was in the cognitive realm.
1: That's what I think the Vorin theologists say. Okay which is it seems wrong to me i was uh, yeah i don't know because there's also like i think
0: s- somewhere in there it says the spiritual realm is like doesn't have a like location uh-huh per, like all of it is at a single space mm-hmm. which is so you can't be a hall right
1: <laughs> right that's a hall hall's long
0: so, so dracolid halls is not spiritual <laughs> halls are very long um Amby, at
1: least. <laughs> Luke, you want to hear a theory that I just thought up? Okay, give it to me. So I was trying to think of where the people came from, because like we learned that the people are the Voidbringers, and they were exiled from a place and came here. People are right. people are from the Cognitive Realm. Well,
0: okay. I
1: odium I odium tore a perp- originated yeah. in the Cognitive yes. Realm
0: and then like transferred odium
1: tore a perpendicularity. Here's what happened. Here's the story. Here's the story. People started in the cognitive realm. And let's say they even started as like a kind of spren, right? And maybe they, the kind of spren they were were um, crafty, crafter spren. They were a bunch of crafters. And they were into really making stuff. Because, Luke, what do all the Parshendi note upon when they see people? Venley in particular is astounded um, by this aspect of humanity
0: so other than them not having like shells that they can like make art
1: that they that can like produce of? cool stuff that they build like grand cities and okay. like make and venly's sister also noted this they were like wow people make so much cool stuff this is awesome look at these big cities that they built." okay
0: okay okay Before before we go further mm-hmm. I do want to remind you that this is a world that takes place in the Cosmere. Oh, sure, sure, sure. In which
1: people travel between different worlds. Yeah, cognitive realm potentially being one of okay. those. Okay. Now, here's what happened. People were like, hey, you know it would be really cool if we used, if we used beads as money? And they were like, oh, that's a great idea, actually. Then we could just carry them around with us in our pockets and, like, trade them for things. That'd be super cool. And so they built a factory in the cognitive realm to just pump out glass beads with stuff in the middle of it. The problem is, uh uh-oh, they got too good at it, filled up, like, 90% of the cognitive realm. And the other spren were like, you guys have to leave. This is too much. This is too much. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And now, what are people doing? I mean, yeah. What are people doing in the physical realm? Exact same thing. They're <laughs> taking is, they're taking gemstones. They're turning them into little beads and using them as money. Okay, it's inflation. It's a, inflation. Is a great it's just theory inflation. that
0: I think that that you clearly have thought a lot about, and I'm <laughs> and I'm glad that you've refined it to the sharp point that it is. Um, <laughs> I okay, so I think that there's like in some way the spiritual or cognitive realm is a is a method of transportation between different worlds. Because okay, so 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 obviously we knew that Zahel from Warbreaker. The previous book was from was from Warbreaker. Mm -hmm. Um now we have what's her name azure uh high marshal azure uh-huh also from warbreaker the sword also from warbreaker uh-huh. a painting also from warbreaker by the way big big warbreaker representation yeah, but like
1: the the connections of warbreaker are huge is okay since we're talking about this and before before we keep going about my great theory um is azure vivenna from warbreaker i think so okay because Vivena was the older daughter. Because her
0: hair changes color.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly.
0: Her hair changes color and she talks about giving up the, the like, responsibility of the being
1: queen. Exactly. The scars are new, though. Yes, that's true. So, Vivena's been through, seems like a lot. It does.
0: It does seem like a lot.
1: Um, but anyway, anyway. That I don't
0: remember, because it's been a while since we have wed- her since we've read war that's true but yeah
1: okay back to my theory though
0: but but anyway the okay but but i just want to point out that Hoyt also or or wet travels between worlds so so i i'm assuming that people come from different worlds but i want to go i want, I want to go do a couple small points okay all right fine so the in this section and kind of in the last one Um, there's a little bit of talk about, like, everyone's super stressed about the group that went to Kulinar, because they're like, did they die, or or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we know that, like, all the people that matter didn't die. Right. Except for Elokar, who, like, I don't know if matters, but... What I was realizing as I was, re- as I was reading this is that I was just completely discounting any grief characters might be feeling about Alucard. Because, like, there would be times when they'd be super stressed. Like, Navani, let's say, would be super stressed. Like, well, it, it doesn't matter. Like, they all, don't worry. They all made it. And then, like, a little bit of, I was like, oh, actually, her, her son did not.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't really have a point about this necessarily. It's just, man, Elokar, you are not you are not taking up much of my mind in this, <laughs> in this section.
1: That's actually so true. And I think it was part of the issue with, like, the fact that we knew most of them were alive. And frankly, the characters that we cared about were alive. Like, Elokar's death didn't really... We talked about it, but it didn't seem like a big thing to me. Like, I kind of forgot about him after a few chapters and was like, oh, well, nobody really died. Right. So we're all doing fine. We're all doing just fine. Even Kaladin's buddies didn't die. Right. And so I'm like, oh, actually, yeah. nothing really that bad has happened. Um, and yeah, which is also got to be tough when Navani is like, oh, oh, you guys made it. All of you. Oh, every, literally everyone made it. Out of there where's where's Elicar, though? Like the one guy that you were supposed to really oh keep him safe. <laughs> the one, the you know the one without any powers or abilities really. <laughs> you know, the king.
0: Where is clearly the clearly the most vulnerable uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously the one who's in the most danger. Where is he? My son, the one that I'm really really hyped to get back after seeing all of you are fine totally fine oh he almost became a night's radiant what do you mean hold on what do you mean he almost what do you mean he almost did you got him out right you can fly so imagine it's, it wouldn't be that hard it's, it's a tough it's a tough moment oh boy oh navani's got to be a little bit bitter about that i would be yeah yeah man Shallan's had to give Navani bad news a couple of times. (laughs) Do you think Navani? Ooh, here's a question. Do you think Navani believes them?
0: This was right when I said that, I realized last time one of her kids died, they didn't actually die.
1: Well, and Navani just like was like, I don't think you're right. I did. I think you're wrong. And then it turns out Navani was totally correct yasna was fine
0: right right so we're we're sticking we're, we're keeping uh we're keeping out hope
1: for elokar i'm gonna say yeah actually all right i'm into it i, I think elokar is fine i think he's just Perfect waiting for a comeback
0: fine. he needs it you know mm. um okay okay my my other small thing okay that i want to get to before we get to the bigger stuff I feel, I really uh, appreciated the Thalen Parshindi that are like arguing with one of the fews that are like, hey, like, I'm mad about them really mistreating us, but I also don't want to just go to war immediately.
1: (laughs) Right, where they're just like, hey, can we chill? Like, I I know we were enslaved and we should be kind of pissed, and I am pissed, but like, also, can we just not? It's it's such a reasonable position.
0: It's incredibly that, like, reasonable. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like, why does our response to this, like, violent... This, like, oppression... Why does it have to be re- a war of revenge? Like, why do we immediately have to say, Oh, I'm so glad I'm free. Now let's go die on a battlefield. That sounds great.
0: Right. Right, because, okay, so, um, like, immediately... Upon this, I was like, in my mind, just because I'm familiar with fantasy books, was like, yeah, they're going to be super mad and fight them. But if I think about it, like, I don't know that if I'm, if I'm one of them, I I don't
1: really want to do that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It's also kind of, okay, this is probably going to, this might sound a little bad. I don't, I honestly don't think they have like a cause to be mad. At people, Ooh, okay. Like, okay. And when I say that, I don't know how they became essentially cows on two legs, but, like, they were essentially pack animals. Like, they—people were, like, trying to engage with them, and they just, like, clearly didn't do it. They were, like, meh. Like— right we had a few interactions where characters was like hey do you like this like are you okay and the Parshmen were usually just like this makes me uncomfortable like i don't really want to talk about this
0: okay yes i i very much see your point i w- i want to be careful here because like i don't know it's i feel like if you, if there's a chance that the ex, the examples that we saw of that were people that were like scared that if they engaged in the proper way, or in the, in the like actual way that they were feeling, there would be some repercussions.
1: You know what I mean? Okay, maybe. But here's the other thing that really kind of tips me off to this: What were the methods that people used to keep their parshend, keep their parchment, like doing what they wanted them to do? Were they ever violent? Right. Did, did people ever have to coerce the Parshman to do a task? Or did the Parshman just like, oh, you want me to do that? Yeah, I'll do that. Did Parshman ever run away? Were there ever parchment who were like, I want to be free, so I'm going to leave? Right.
0: It's tough because they actually are in a different form of existence.
1: Right. In like, I think it's called dull form. It sounds like it was even more than dull form, though. Right, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, This is why I'm saying they're like, obviously, they're not exactly cows on two legs, but they're like, they didn't really have a whole lot of will to freedom. They weren't like trying to not do what people were asking them to do. They were just doing it. And they weren't right. being like whipped or beaten or like harmed, really. It seems like in most cases, people were just like, hey, can you wash these dishes? And the Parshman was like, yeah, I'll wash those dishes. You asked me to. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's, it's hard. Like, okay, and we, we do get it from their perspective where they're like, I think it's one of the guys that Kaladin talks to mm-hmm. that gets, like, a little bit passionate about it because he's... I I think he says that, like when they were in that form they could tell something was wrong yeah i and right but but i will say like there's no i assuming that the humans were treating like them with compassion then like i don't know if compassion is the right word but like well yeah (laughs) then it is it's it's just a it's a tough situation i think to like which which is why i in this section i feel like the the Parshindi guy that i think is the spokesperson that i'm referring to is like i don't know i mean like they treated us okay i don't i don't want to do this
1: <laughs> and and this is why i feel like maybe they have some grounds to be pissed with like like older generations of people like ancient people because maybe mm-hmm. Ancient people were like, oh, wait, we figured out this cool new device. Here, let me just flip this on. Let me turn on this Fabriel over here. And now all the Parshendi are cows. They're cows on two legs. They don't right. care. Right.
0: That that was would be
1: a very, that's a very bad thing to do. Don't do that to anyone. But the people who are currently taking advantage of the system don't seem to know why the Parshmen are the way they are. They just are like useful things in the world, like a tree. Or an axe hound. Mm. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use this. Duh. Right. I don't think twice this when is, I cut this a tree is, down. This is, where,
0: this is where it would have been nice for from like Kaladin's perspective. If instead of just like fighting, which I think that they would have had the fuse not been there. Instead of just fighting if everyone was like, hey, like, actually we're kind of people... So let's figure something different out. Right. Because then because then, if it's like, if they're not allowed to be people, then it's like, yeah, definitely, definitely do the war.
1: Right. For sure do the war, right? But, like, I don't know. They're also assuming, okay, the Parshmen are assuming a lot about what people are going to do to them if they ever go back. Like, every mm-hmm. parchment we see is like, they're just going to mm-hmm. enslave us again if we go back. So there's no way we're doing that. I, I don't know. I mean, sure, I think that's somewhat likely to happen. But also, the only—it mm, just seems like they don't understand why people treated them the way they did. Sure. And that's like—I think that's being a little unfair to people in this case.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair to say.
1: While we're on the Thalen folks, though, can we talk about another little, little okay. detail here? Uh-huh. So, the Thalen have a distinct facial feature, and actually they have two. And those two distinctive facial features are their long eyebrows. Right. If I'm in a duel with a Thalen soldier... That's the first thing I the first thing I'm grabbing are their eyebrows, right? Like the first thing yeah. I'm doing is grabbing onto one or both of their big long eyebrows <laughs> and giving them a yank. Like Okay. What are you what are you guys doing going into battle with these well, things? Okay, well first of all
0: <laughs> I hope that they're tying them back. You know? Yeah. It's like when you go into a lab, you have to tie your hair back. When you go into a duel, you tie your your uh, eyebrows back.
1: Okay, but like the chance, the chance that one of those bad boys gets free from the bun that you've tied it in so high and bad. Yeah. Like it's and here's the thing. The reason I noted this is near the end Adolin is running around the city and he notes a, a dead Thalen soldier that's hanging from a rooftop and his eyebrows are dangling down. And to me, that's like an indication that they're pretty long. Like, if these things are dangling and you're like suspended in the <laughs> air, those things are going all over the place when you fight. Right.
0: Well, it's. <laughs> it's so the funny. Okay. Everyone else in here is like relatively normal human.
1: Uh I mean there's some very- vari- there's some variation, but yeah, yeah.
0: It's just weird to have just one Okay, okay, so so there's like the Thalen's that have the absurd eyebrows. Yes. Like, I just I don't know what the like evolutionary advantage for long eyebrows
1: is it's cultural luke i imagine they have like eyebrow (laughs) salons you can go to special like conditioners you can put in to strengthen the hair so it doesn't like so it like stays long and luscious right right but
0: you have to like you have to have the gene to grow long eyebrows
1: so you're saying that this is like a genetic quirk of the thalen it has to be I don't know. Do you, do I think mean? you could maybe get some. Some. I've never some... cut my
0: eyebrows before, Dan. <laughs> they have not been like this.
1: Right. Okay. So I haven't either, but I will say maybe the like, the skincare routine in the Thalen, among the Thalen people, includes an eyebrow care routine, Ooh, and it okay. within that they're adding some creams and ointments that are just like keeping the strength of those hairs, top notch.
0: Okay. Sure.
1: Right, Like they're doing a little apple cider vinegar rinse every night or something.
0: None. None to increase the length of
1: your hairs, yes. Right, absolutely. Particularly the eyebrow ones. Either that... Yeah, try it, give it a shot. Either that, or they have discovered extensions. And they use them mm. purely for eyebrows.
0: Could be, could be. I, let me acknowledge that it's weird that we're talking about the Thalen eyebrows in like episode 12 of this series, considering it's from the start, but I think it's, I think it's good. Um, it's just like, it's so impractical, which is where you started Uh on this that I don't get it.
1: Yeah. It seems like something that would have died off pretty quick when the first few Thalen with long eyebrows died off pretty quick. In a battle right
0: right but you never I don't know it's, it's, maybe there's got to be some advantage that we're, that we're missing listeners get tell I mean, us they, the advantage I, that we're missing we'd love to hear it
1: it sounds like they do look super hot so they do that's that out, certainly true maybe that outweighs it
0: <laughs> right uh, okay, okay, Oh shit. Do we do we have any more small things? Do we want to or do we want to jump to the bigger stuff?
1: I'm sorry, I want to say one more thing about the Thalen eyebrows because I just realized uh okay. how they can exist in this way. You remember those spren that are only around things that seem to defy gravity? Ooh. Yes. Is that Do the Thalen attract those spren by their Gravity-defying eyebrows.
0: Well, okay. Do the I don't think that the eyebrows defy gravity for one thing.
1: I mean, we didn't think that the chasm fiends defied gravity either. But you dig a little into the math, and you realize uh... these are.
0: By the way, this has got to be like from Bumblebees, right? God, (laughs) Brandon Sanderson is like Bumblebees are rad as hell. And they shouldn't be able to fly. That's what I'm modeling my chasm fiends after.
1: I don't think that's even true anymore. I think that's just the beginning of the B movie, and everybody has accepted that that's true. But I think everybody, I think we have figured out how bumblebees fly at this point.
0: It's very possible that that's true, and this is like a leftover rumor that I have that has not been disproven. But,
1: but, anyway. okay, anyway,
0: let's move on. Um, okay, let me give you a little bit of props for something, which I hate doing. Mm. Um, Rinorin's Spren.
1: Oh, that was so easy. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even want to accept too many props for that. That was like a freaking slam dunk easy okay.
0: okay, 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 sure. However, mm-hmm. is it kind of irrelevant? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, so far... The effects of it have been like, oh, so he's like a truth watcher, like in nor- normal, like kind of normally. Do you know what I mean? Like the powers that he has seems to be the same.
1: I don't think they do though. Cause he can see the future, right? Yeah, but isn't that what? I don't think that's what truth watchers do because oh. in the, so I was rereading the like mist mysteria the little pre-chapter sections about the unmade and they uh-huh. mention specifically that one of the unmade provides visions of the future and like that is purely of the unmade
0: okay i do they do say like all the time that seeing the future is like from the enemy and that's why like so much in their culture is but i was assuming that that was just like superstition
1: <laughs> i mean it, it is yeah but i
0: guess it's actually like genuinely part of the bad guys right
1: well and i mean so his spren comes from the one unmade that messes with spren right is that what it is i i didn't i didn't quite grasp yeah so i'm fairly certain that renner and spren is one of the spren that has been modified by that unmade uh that is in okay um Kalid, kalidor the palace Colinor. that's in Colinor. kalidar is what is going to be called when kaladin takes over uh so there was that right. spren that Shalon talked to that's like hey uh i'm cool trust me mm-hmm. and shallan's like nah, i don't think i'm gonna trust you uh but she was the one who like manipulates other spren and makes them change and i okay. think this is where renner and spren comes from okay is it's one of these changed sprens
0: sure seems reasonable
1: which is i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna throw out another important point here as well because i was thinking about this that unmade only manipulates spren that are of odium. Did you pick up on this? Did you figure this out?
0: Oh, I didn't, actually.
1: So there's like the spren are associated with each of the like high beings or whatever. So there's like the spren that are with cultivation, which are like creation spren. And I'm lumping hunger spren mm-hmm. in with cultivation as well because it remind like it, it feels right to me. Whereas like the passionate okay. spren, and here's, there's another reason I'm going to lump it in, but I'll get to that in a second. The passionate spren, the spren that are like fear, embarrassment, anxious spren, those are like odium spren. Those are spren of emotion. Okay. Now, Shalon did some experiments when they were in the city of what spren were all weird. All of the emotional spren were weird, but she noted hunger spren weren't. Hunger Spren were the same. They didn't change. Okay. So. Oh, okay, interesting. I think the Hunger Spren are. Yeah, I
0: didn't actually. Ca- I didn't remember that some of them were not affected.
1: Mm hmm. So this Unmade is only modified. But that you
0: think about it, Hunger Spren. Hunger Spren do feel cultivation y to me as well. Right? I don't know. I don't know which ones seem like to be associated with Honor rather than Honor, honor Spren, but.
1: Maybe the ones that are with the Skybreakers as well. Mm -hmm. Because, and, uh, like Wendell or whatever the, whatever Lift spren is, is associated with cultivation.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Right,
1: right. Like
0: 100%. Mm -hmm.
1: And so like, this unmade is only modifying the spren that are associated with Odium. Okay. Now Renarin's got one.
0: But then, like, what sprint is it? Like, because I was thinking that it would be the normal... Well, yeah, what Sprin is it then?
1: Hmm. What sprint would Renarin attract? This is a good question. What Sprint is going to see Renarin and be like, this guy is my guy. Heck yeah. Yeah, well... Like, um... Is this where the beta male sprint come from? Could be... Classic beta mail. Um <laughs> oh love it.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um but okay, okay. Let's well, there's a lot about Renner and Sprint that I, I I'm missing stuff on. But I think I feel like we have all the information that we are gonna have at this right. point. The other thing we know right? though
1: is that it's key. Like it's a huge and important thing. Because yes. Terra is like, I need to, that's important. I need to deal with that. So.
0: Right. It like messes up the whole diagram or something. It changes things a
1: lot. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> okay. Um, Can I get to a theory? Yeah. We've been talking about cultivation a lot. Mm-hmm cultivation is a spren that according to Odium is just interested in like growth and change and uh, sorry she's not a spren although it sounds like she came from a spren she's one of the three gods right cultivation is only interested in growth and change Pat or er, Odium is like hey you wouldn't really like the world that cultivation would create if she had her way so trust me Dalinar you want to go with me cultivation also seems to have had the run of the place for the past like four thousand years. Yes,
0: well, I don't know.
1: Okay, okay, let's put that aside. maybe. okay that's not that's not as important. So cultivation okay. is the embodiment of change. I went back and did a little mm. reading. I went back and did a little reading from book one. caledon okay.
0: I love the effort you're putting
1: in. Kaladin and his mom and his brother, Tyne, are talking about what are Spren? And Kaladin's mom does a little philosophizing here. Kaladin's mom is like Spren are anywhere that there is some kind of change happening. Spren are the agents of change. Mm. Now. Let me tell you why the Ghostbloods are trying to bring about a world ruled by the tyrannical Spren, led by Cultivation Luke. Big jump. Ghostbloods <laughs> <laughs> from agents of Cultivation, bringing about a new world order where the Spren are in control. Okay. Okay. First. Cultivation and Spren have to be like so tight. I think they're like good. I think the cultivation god and Spren are like close allies.
0: Oh, okay. Well, okay. I mean, you just, you did just say that like a third of the Sprinter from Odium and. Are you saying all Sprinter are cultivation allies?
1: So here's the thing, Luke, because originally all people came from odium sure a spren can be associated with a god one of the three gods but i think just like people are allowed to change teams the spren can change teams too
0: i i want to clarify i don't know if i are, are you saying all people are born from odium because i don't think that no no true. no no, no, no. but they
1: brought like, odium like
0: originally worshipped
1: odium originally okay, so it was so odium right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and So I think cultivation is like, hey, Spren, I've got an idea for what the world could be like. Because here's the thing. Look, here's the thing. We've got Odium and Honor. It seems like they're constantly battling and they're using people and they're using Parshendi and Chasm Fiends or whatever the rock things are that seem to be related to Chasm Fiends. They're doing all this battle out here. What's cultivation up to? There's three of these things. It seems like the physical realm is pretty busy. Right. Now, Luke, here's the other key to this. And here's what brings the Ghostbloods in. The Ghostbloods are very interested in the spren. Ghostbloods are like, hey, Shallan, we don't ask very much of you. Just find out what's going on with the unmade. Just kind of look into it. Ghostbloods also vary into soulcasters which s- some could argue soulcasters essentially turn people into spren over time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ghostbloods seem to be very strongly connected with the spren. Additionally, there are people in Shadesmar. There are people who are right. allied who could potentially be allied with a sp- tyrannical spren alliance
0: sure sure
1: i mean (laughs) (laughs) okay um tell me this luke tell me this why why do spren care about the physical realm right i don't know it's they seem pretty aware of things in the cognitive realm they seem just fine they can carry on a pretty long conversation with folks in the cognitive realm. They're going to the physical right, realm for right, domination, right, especially
0: the high spren. Okay.
1: Right. They're going to the physical realm because cultivation is like, "We, I'm tired of the Parshendi and the people just fighting all day long. It's not getting us anywhere. It's time for the spren to take over."
0: This is right. This is a this is a valid point um that I don't know why that the spren have to Unless I don't know what they they get something from like forging these bonds with people. I don't really see it. I don't think so. Uh, I do think that it's 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 weird that it's been like Odium V Honor and Cultivation's just chilling. That seems wrong.
1: And like Odium wants to kill Cultivation. Why? Cultivation hasn't seemed to have done anything in 4,000 years or however long Odium has been like potentially locked up why is there a big animosity to cultivation
0: right so I don't think that Odium has been locked up for the last 4,000 years I think that he's at the same state of whatever okay okay fine but that's beside the point um yeah okay so I think your most compelling thing here is that I don't know what cultivation has been doing and I feel like she or or they should have been had something going on i don't know right
1: (laughs) right they gotta be doing something luke they're not just chilling in the forest (laughs) and luke can i tell you something that comes straight from cultivation's mouth before you pass a judgment here sure cultivation tells dalinar she lets the night watcher hold court to practice Mm
0: -hmm.
1: practice for what cultivation hold court huh in the physical realm hmm you're saying you're
0: okay so you're saying the night watcher is going to be the the like ruling sprint of the new world order sure
1: i mean okay
0: i'm for it oh you're for
1: it okay all right (laughs) i don't know about that
0: for sure I, I do want to bring us back to the Ghost Bloods here a little bit. Okay, sure. I didn't have these notes, but since you reminded them, I. <laughs> you know that thing where when you're about to do something and then someone asks you to do it, you no longer want to do it?
1: Mm, totally. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Like, I am, I'm going to go do the dishes, and then someone's like, hey, can you do the dishes? It's like, well, now I'm not going to do it. Right, yeah. This, I feel like Shalon has got to be experiencing because, like, <laughs> The ghost bloods keep asking her to do things that are like entirely in her interest and it's like all right.
1: <laughs> but it's even know. worse than that, right? It's like if it's like it's like when you're in high school and your mom, you were like about to go do the dishes or whatever and your mom or dad was like, "Hey, I need you to do the dishes right now or I'm going to ground you for 2 weeks." And you're like, "Whoa, I was literally going to. You don't have to kidnap my whole family." Right? Like Shalon, they didn't have to do this to Shalon. Where they're like, "Hey, we've kidnapped your brothers. Go look at the unmade." Like unnecessary.
0: Well, the other thing, the other thing is like, how much value are we placing on soulcasters? Because they're like, all right, you uh, purged, the, or you like found the, like. Uh, long lost city purged it of the unmade did all these things basically are saving the world we'll consider that half of the debt that you owe us (laughs) what (laughs) like i need a dollar (laughs) and cents value you can't just like keep being like
1: i don't know i think at this point shallan like doesn't really care well luke you have to think about interest so you're not thinking about compound interest Mm.
0: okay that's fair. that's a valid point yeah
1: that'll really get you you know (laughs) that's right that's right
0: it's been like a a year of not having that soulcaster to use which is a long time it's a lot of lost revenue In, in soulcaster years it's like six soulcaster years yeah more or less more or less
1: uh yeah, the Ghostbloods are kind of crazy, but I, I, honestly, it seems like they're doing something with the Spren. Like they seem very Spren related.
0: The Ghostbloods, the Ghostbloods are also like they have a lot of information, but I don't, as of yet, see what their like their actual levers of power are. It's a mystery, Luke. Although I will say it seems like Graves, I think from one of our little like interludes or something, is like messing with one of the heralds, I think. I don't know.
1: Mm. Do
0: you remember this interlude?
1: Graves.: There's like there's a, a, a lady diagram.: There's
0: a OK, sorry. What's the other guy? What's the, what's, what's the guy that's messing with Shalon?
1: Um, yes. Miradas or miravan no that's amaran no <sighs> rave or something something like that yes because one oh, of the we're, heralds we're meet time, with them because i don't yeah, yeah yeah okay i think so right
0: the one the one that wants to like destroy whatever piece of art i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. something's going on. <laughs>
1: something's going on what are these what ghost point? bloods up to <laughs> this is honestly doing? i think this is why i'm tying them to cultivation because i have no idea what either of them are doing
0: Right. They Sure. They've got to be doing something. <laughs> right. And it's got to be big, considering they have a lot of info, but I've seen nothing from them. <laughs> right. They're right. not just using this to like trade stocks. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I, we haven't talked about Dalinar yet. Okay. And I don't have, like super detailed stuff on on his part in this section all i want to say is his thing is a little cheesy you know yeah a little bit however i love it i know i also (laughs) love it (laughs) the the um biggest step being the next one very cheesy but i'm a fan i loved it this is a thing that i took
1: I took note of is like, Brandon, I think is very good at that kind of thing where he takes like a popular phrase, whereas like, you know, in our culture, like the most important step a person can take is like the first one is talked about a lot. It's like, it's your first step, Uh just that first step. And then Dalinar is like, actually, it's not. It's the next one. And it's like, actually, Dalinar, you're kind of right. And I love it. Hell yeah, Dalinar. I love that for us. It was so great. It was like, hell yeah, Dalinar, write you a book. (laughs) Get you an inspirational podcast or something, my guy.
0: Seriously, very inspirational moment here from him. Mm. In a complete change of vibe, right? Like previous Dalinar was a psycho in the middle, like killing everybody. This Dalinar
1: runs into a battle with a book. (laughs) I love his commitment to it, too, right? Where he's like, yeah, don't worry, Stormfather, I'm not going to use you as a sword. And he's in a situation where he, like, is challenging a god to a contest of champions, which, like, presumably is going to be a fight. And he's like, don't worry, I got my book with me. I'm going to be just fine. Right. Like, is he expecting a slam poetry competition? Is that what we're... Is this a rap battle? (laughs) and odium's like brings in a guy with a sword and i like i didn't really sign up for this
0: if we've learned anything from adeline's experience you got to specify what the what the competition is um well one qualm that i have is that like dalinar is taking this advice about like having a contest of champions i feel like too far not, I guess not too far, but like too uncritically. Mm. We're just like, every time he sees Odium, he's like, I challenge you to think of champions. It's like, what do you even mean, man?
1: <laughs> well, okay, okay, okay. I don't this think is... you
0: were at the point of understanding the conflict enough to even offer this.
1: <laughs> this is a great point, but Dalinar does recognize that when he odium has him in a dream and dalinar's like finally yes i challenge you to a contest of champions and odium's like do you really do you know do you know what that means cuz i'll do it i'll throw down but i if i win i'm going to be free and dalinar's like ooh right ooh i don't know actually he does the, okay, he says no that time but then
0: <laughs> later with no i i feel like no Information <laughs> gains that would affect your decision, he changes his mind and is now like offering it again. Yeah. Which, like, okay, okay. When you were like, he was, they were in a bad situation in his dream where he talks to Odium the first time, right? And Odium's like, hell yeah, like, let's do that. Or he just make sure. At that point, it's like, okay, <laughs> this was terrible advice on Honor's behalf. Never doing that again. Right. And then the Stormfather's like, hey, yeah, La Honor was a complete, like, idiot for the, <laughs> for the last few years. Right. So don't listen to anything he said.
1: Like, Honor went crazy at the end, a little bit.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to do the champions anymore until, <laughs> like, I know what it means.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. He did have the book, though. So that helped. He did have the book. Didn't have a book before. Um, Luke, how do you think people destroyed their last realm that led them to flee and come to this one? What do you think happened? Because it sounds like in the old Dawn chant, it said that the Surge Binding destroyed their old world, so they came to us, and that's where the Voidbringers came from, is they brought Odium with them. Do you have any ideas right. for what they did to their old reality to like screw it up so bad? They were like, we got to leave. We got to just, this is not worth saving. So
0: my guess
1: mm-hmm. is
0: that, well, okay, let me back up because so in this world, right. Surge binding is the like broader term for the like magic that humans are able to, uh, to access. Yeah. And it requires power. Right. And in this world, it's like stormlight, mm-hmm. right? Um, I assume in other worlds, it's not stormlight. Mm. So in the previous world, they needed some source of energy.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and probably f- found something that wasn't very sustainable.
1: Like they found some um, really dark black rocks in the ground that when they burned them, they gave off a lot of some like, heat
0: some, like, dark black organic matter or probably mm. um, ended up, I would guess, like, increasing the temperature of their planet to a point that it was unlivable.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that could be it. I was just thinking maybe one of the wind runners accidentally flipped gravity one day. <laughs> they were like, what if I lash the ground? What happens then? And then everyone was like, you idiot. They were falling for, like... A really long time, and finally, Odium was like, "We got to go somewhere right, else." Because he had a
0: yeah. That seems more
1: plausible than mine. Yeah, yours sounds crazy, dude. I, I can't think... imagine anybody doing that. <laughs> I have I have one more question before I think we should get to reviews. Okay, I have one more note as well. Okay. so but but give me your one question. more question, one more note, and then we'll do reviews. What? Hmm. Why, why is Adeline not a Knight's Radiant? What is not wrong with him? Is that it? That they just don't like the popular kids? Because it feels like mm. Adeline is doing literally everything you need to do to be a Knight's Radiant, and right, and it's like, nope, no spread. They're like, this guy seems kind of cool and honorable. Is he too good? I do, I do feel like he's too good. All right, that would be point. my guess. He murdered Sadeus and was like, I don't even really feel that bad about it. <laughs> that seems kind of fucked up.
0: I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But I feel like, well, okay. The problem is that we we're like super heavily influenced by like two characters in mm-hmm. terms of like understanding why the sprint choose people which is kaladin and shalon and then like maybe s- we know something about Lyft, but not a ton right and for kaladin and shalon at least and maybe Rinnerin, there's some kind of like thing mentally that i feel like you have to overcome
1: i think with dalinar and zeth as well
0: Yes. Like I think
1: everybody we've seen who became a knight's radiant I think has had some kind of like redemption arc, something that they've had to work through.
0: Right. Which is which is good to to have done that. Mm-hmm. But I f- I also feel like if that's one of the requirements then you're missing out on like People like
1: Adeline. I think this is also wild that we're not including Adeline in this, who had like a drunk, abusive father for the first 15 years of his life. Right. What are we talking about? Adeline's like totally normal. No, Adeline had such a hard childhood. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Come on, Spren. Give him a shot.
0: Maybe it's just like, ah, he'd be like way too likable if he, if
1: he was. I feel like the spren have to be jealous, right? The spren are like, oh yeah, Napoleon. I would totally bond with Napoleon because he's a dork and I'll make him look so cool. But if I'm not going to bond with Adeline, because people are just going to be like, he was already cool. And now he's got a spren. It's going to be the glory to Adeline, and not the spren. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yes. Because right now it's like, if, if it's like Kaladin, let's say everyone wants to like meet his sprint and it's like, oh, the sprint is what makes Kaladin cool. Like other than, even though Kaladin itself is really cool. Right, right, right. With with Adolin, it's like,
1: I don't even care about the sprint. I just want to hang out with Adolin. Adolin's the coolest guy of all time. I want to be his buddy. Oh, he's got a sprint too? Yeah, that's (laughs) That's neat. Well, yeah, obviously he has a sprint. Of course it's Of course he has a sprint. What are you talking about? Like, that's yeah, a valid point. Also, Lopin is a Knight's Radiant. Lopin, but not Adeline.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Though, because it like gets to the point where, where like, I think that the first person has to have some crazy story. Okay. Although I don't know what Jasmus is, but like once you create your like, your, I don't know. Sprint Dynasty <laughs> then like it's just like whoever you hang out with, then like if they do something good.
1: Kaladin and Adeline are hanging out literally all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Ah come on, Sprint. Adeline not maybe good. There's, maybe
0: there's bigger things coming from Adeline.
1: I guess, sure.
0: We're holding out we're holding out more hope for
1: for Adeline, Adeline's
0: above Spren.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's too cool for Spren. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, what's probably going okay, okay. uh, okay. to happen is, what's probably going to happen is he's just going to wake up his sword Spren, and then there's going to be that. That's how that works. But I don't know. Right.
0: She's going to come back stronger than ever, which I'm here for. Um. Probably. Let me get to my last note, which is kind of related. So, Adolin was going to be king. hmm And then he was like, I don't really want to do that. And they were kind of just trying to figure it out. And now Yass- they decided that Yasna uh-huh. is the leader. Yeah. Like, maybe it's because I'm used to a world that doesn't have, like, monarchies with absolute power. But it just feels weird to me that they can be like, hmm, who's going to be king today? <laughs> Adela doesn't want to do it. Yasna, go for it. Well, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like I realize that the colons are the, like, ruling family, Mm -hmm. but I— Okay, again, I don't know how monarchies work. Right. But once you're past the, like, arbitrary rules about who in the family has to Mm -hmm. lead, then I feel like you're also past the rules— about like this family
1: has to leave you know what i mean you're saying why don't the they all just vote on it at this point
0: well i feel like the other high princes are like what do you mean like you can't just choose
1: okay luke to be fair the other high princes are like dalinar is basically the guy anyway most of the other high princes are like yeah dalinar is the one that's the guy that's our guy for sure we're doing what he says and like Sadeus's guy uh-oh turns out he sucked right Dude turned into a fucking crystal i do i will i
0: will admit dalinar's and the colons have an incredible amount of like political capital and like his opposition
1: has negative right. political think capital of the, so i guess you think can of kind the of propaganda now they have against Sadaeus. like Hey, do you want to turn into a fucking rock candy? Join Sedaius' army, because that's what they do, apparently. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I just, I don't know. Like,
0: I, I think that Yazda is the obviously correct choice for this role. Well, um, it also
1: seems like she is the obviously correct choice just from a, like, line, like a ruling line thing. Right, Yasna is the daughter of the ex, like the old king who died. Like Yasna seems to be the next right. in line, anyway. And I think Yasna is even older than yes. Alokar. Like I think Yasna was, maybe not. I can't remember the order.
0: I I can't remember. Point right, being, it seemed
1: like she was the next in line. I anyway. I agree with you.
0: It just it just felt weird to me that there was just this meeting where they're like,
1: who's ah, gonna do it? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's got to happen though. I don't know. It does. It does. Uh, okay, Let's you going to get to reviews. reviews? All right, I'm going to keep it relatively short, but um, we'll see. I, Stormlight as a series is very good. I think this might be one of my favorite fantasy series that we've read on the show. Just mm-hmm. like as a series, love it. It's very counter to like the, what I think is popular in fantasy right now, which is like the grimdark kind of stuff. Cause like the good guys Mm. kind of always come out on top, it like, which I like. Which right now reading this is kind of nice. Um, so it's hitting me in all the right places right now. I think sometimes I get a little frustrated with how long things take, and I think this is the first time where I've really noticed it. Is the buildup in this book seemed to be way too long to the conclusion, like a lot of the stuff in Shadesmar, where things were happening, I think could have been reduced a lot. Um, and like a lot of the political machinations that were happening while interesting, it felt like the it kind of dragged a little bit in the middle. And so it seemed a little bit too weighty is my only complaint about this book. Uh, Obviously, great writing, good characters. We love Brandon, but this one maybe tipped the scales a little bit too much.
0: Okay. I think that my, my initial thoughts were almost identical to mm. that, especially with respect to the like Shadesmar parts. And I'm honestly kind of trying to decide. Mm. Because I really like this series as well. And on one level, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things in here that I feel like didn't need to be so long. But, like, on the other hand, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I want more of Stormlight, and I want to know more about the world. So, like, it's also kind of a good thing for me. Like, okay, okay. I think just from, like, if I'm a reading... The book individually it's like yeah these part there are these parts that kind of dragged but like as a person interested in the world that it's building it's like i don't know like i it's fine <laughs> this is kind of this is kind of me just like developing this opinion as we go but i think that this is probably because i've gotten so invested in the series that i like honestly don't care how much it drags anymore i'm like in it
1: <laughs> 2000 pages fine with luke 10000 pages great <laughs> send me the first draft brandon like like of course there's a limit but i
0: kind of trust brandon to stay under that um because there's definitely going to be parts where it's like just giving me more information about the world. That's probably not completely necessary to tell this story, but I'm for it. I don't know. Okay.
1: All right. Fair enough. So don't have Luke as a beta reader, Brandon, because he will just, he will just say (laughs) yes to whatever you write.
0: Like don't cut anything, man. Actually
1: write more. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we've done a lot of stormlight. I think we're going to take a little break.
0: Yes, there is. There's still more Stormlight that has been published, but we've done we've done two very long books back to back before we get back to more Stormlight. We're going to take a break and read revisit another series that we started. We're going to read the second book in the Codex Alera series. We read the first one, which was Furies of Calderon, a while ago. So if you haven't read it, check that out. Listen to our episodes. Next week, we're going to start Agadam's Fury.
1: By Jim Butcher. Our by Jim, friend, Butcher, Jim Butcher. By Jim
0: Butcher. I think it's our close friend, our close personal friend. And I think it's
1: probably going to be, I want to say probably a third. third.
0: We're, we're going back mm-hmm. to thirds. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, folks... Well, we haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you're if you're digging the pod, give us a give us a rating or a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. That helps us out. Mm-hmm. It's super easy as well. Uh, I say helps us out. We're not getting paid for this, so it it doesn't really matter. But if you'd like to, it'd be cool. <laughs>
0: Sarigo. Sarigo. You're sure? It boosts our ego. It also
1: like puts it up there for other people to see. Spotify, I think, just added a system where you can rate podcasts so if you're using spotify throw a rating up on there it should be super quick also if you want to if you want to spend just like a little bit more effort just like the tiniest bit more effort uh just tell somebody you know that reads fantasy books about the show if if you like it tell right. a buddy
0: tell a buddy tell a buddy can consider joining uh joining reddit or twitter and engaging with us on those on those platforms that's another mm-hmm, big one mm-hmm. that that we'd love to have more more interaction on
1: we'd love to get we love you toward an eq and anyone else that wants to hop on the subreddit so next week codex alera finding out what's going on with all these these furies mm-hmm. luke and i'll bring hot takes and be the dumb nerds